Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me Boss Lee or the People's Mentor, and this is episode 484 of the show. This is actually, I hope the sound is fine on this. Um, this is me keynoting for a big, giant entrepreneurial event, and it is good stuff, my friends. It is good, good stuff. Um, I believe my training is on culture in this episode, and so I think you're going to love it. This is one of my very good friends, Ryan Stuman. He asked me to give a speech. He is an absolute freaking bomb, like, oh my God, I feel like he's my brother. So anyway, if you end up loving this episode, um, let me know. I hope you do. I do speeches like this all the time, which is kind of cool. So you can book me. That is the thing I do. Um, You can reach out and ask for uh, pricing and stuff like that if you're interested for your company, for your business, for whatever. So love you guys. Appreciate you guys. If you do love this episode of the show, make sure you screenshot it, put it in your stories, tag me at I'm Boss Lee, and we will go from there, my darlings. I really don't think there's any income claims in this. I'm not even training a network marketing team in this. I am training a bunch of CEOs of companies. Uh, But just in case there are any income claims, nothing I say is ever intended to be an income claim. Uh, And I work very, 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 very hard, which I think you will hear inside of this episode as always. Thank you for those five-star reviews. Thank you for the subscriptions. And the easiest way to share this is just simply to copy the hyperlink and put it directly in your stories or share with a friend. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Hope you love this episode of the show. The baby's sleeping. The baby's sleeping. Actually, I like that better than shh. So our next guest, you've probably seen her. If you've been to a Million Dollar Mastermind, if you follow very attractive people on social media. She's a savage. Last year, I challenged her to a dance-off right on the spot because I'm like, okay, you got a blue check mark, lady, but guess what? Do you have the dance moves? It's a fun thing to do because you know what? People put her on her pedestal because she put herself there. She did the work. Psychotic. She just showed me her schedule. She makes, like, her schedule looks like a Christmas tree. Every single month, she's like, there's month one, there's month two, there's month three. Look at it. It's just checkered up with colors. Everything. It would light up a menorah. All my Jewish brethren going, yeah, yeah. Todd, you down? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah, you got it. So, I'm very excited for you guys, because I love her. She's one of the chillest human beings. Got the chance to go to Cabo, and she was there. She was in the room. She just hung out. She's like, hey, what's up, y'all? She's a lover of dogs. She's a lover of people. If you want to know what culture is all about, if you know what it takes to build that unity within an organization, she's going to share with you how to do it today. I see it. If you go on social media, you can see, and she's going to tell you where to find her. I want, I want to save that for her. But her people love the fucking shit out of her. They love the shit out of her. Like, they're all about who the fuck she is. And I think every human being, especially if you're a parent, you want your spouse, you want your kids, you want the teachers and the moms and the PTA that wear the fucking Lululemon to be all about you, right? (laughs) Jesse Lee Ward is going to show you how to get that kind of swagger in your life. And I love it. I'm excited. She's a hell of a dancer. She's a hell of a dog mom. And she's a hell of an auntie, too. Just up the road in Frisco, Texas, one of the sexiest. Like, she makes you go, I think I'm going to go be sexy this year. That's who this woman is. And it gives me great pleasure to introduce her. And I know you guys are going to give her a hell of a welcome, too. So I need you to stand up, make some noise, as we introduce the one, the only, number one network marketer in the motherfucking world, Jesse Lee Ward. 
that's usually like in the Lambo when you just feel like, you know, like, oh, myself for a minute. That's that song. So, uh, how's everyone doing today? Are we good? Have we learned anything? Was it worth your flights in? Where did everybody come from? Just out of curiosity. That was a terrible question of mine. I have no idea what you all just said. Cool. Well, I came from 15 minutes away, so uh, hi. And I'm excited to be here because I love this group. I love entrepreneurs. I love people who just get it. I love people who are different, that are weird, that are bold, uh, and that want a different life. And I feel like weirdness is not celebrated enough. And that means whatever you want it to mean, just so you know, okay? Like, I'm normal in my own head. Does that make sense? You guys get this, right? You're entrepreneurs. So I'm normal in my own head, and then everyone else is like, oh my God, Jesse Lee. And I think that if you have that, you can be a successful entrepreneur because entrepreneurship takes a lot of that. So I asked a couple of people, what do you want me to talk about today? And oh, how are you? Good to see you. I need to be here, but hi. Um, and almost every single person said something about culture. And I didn't expect to be introed about culture, but that made me tear up because I'm actually a big mush ball on top of being super bossy. But uh, culture is everything if you haven't figured it out yet. If you're stuck in your business right now, if there's a plateau, if you can't figure out why you're not breaking through, if you can't figure out why your employees are not performing more, if you can't figure out why your team does not engage with you, if you can't figure out why people won't run for incentives that you're running, that you're running for them, if you can't figure out why they just won't sell that upsell, why they won't cross sell, why they won't do whatever, uh, it's a fundamental issue with your culture. And people don't talk about it enough. Right? There's something that's making them not want to work. A lot of people talk about millennials not having work ethic. Well, that's hilarious to me because I'm a millennial and like try to outwork me. Okay, uh, like for real. My schedule, I don't even think is nuts. I like it. Uh, my schedule is scheduled every half hour of the day, every day. So, and th that includes weekends. I don't understand that's not working the weekend thing. So, anyway, um, but I, I like that. And so, so the, the culture conversation though really is everything. Right? What are you showing people? What are people attaching to? The millennial work ethic thing, though, I, I laugh about because millennials will work, but you need to find out why they don't want to work. You're so stuck in your old ways, right? And even as a millennial, now it's like the Gen Zers, you're like these little psychopaths, like what is wrong with them? Uh, entitled bastards or whatever, right? We all talk about them. I'm funny, by the way, you're allowed to laugh, like you don't have to be stuffy with each other. You sound like you don't you look like you don't even like each other. Uh, so that sounds like a, that like a personal problem going on in here, but anyway. Um, to the Gen Zers, who, you know, that's like the new lazy people, have you had the conversation to find out what makes them tick, what makes them want to work? All of this is all encompassed inside of culture. Does this make sense? Yes. Yeah, okay, it does make sense. I know it does, even if you didn't say yes, it's fine. So, culture, culture, write this down. Culture is being created whether you create it or whether you let somebody else create it. That was a good idea, that's right, damn. Right, your culture in your company is being created whether you create it or whether you're letting other people create it. And so if you start to let little people who maybe you've put into leadership positions or are kind of assuming the role of leadership positions control everything about your company, you're starting to notice things slide, right? You're starting to notice maybe, maybe you have a dress code and you're like, where, why are you wearing a white hat? Like we wear black as an example, right? Or why are you showing up four minutes late? Like timeliness matters to me. Or for, for us, one of our core values, and I know you already talked about core values, so I won't really waste your time on that right now. But one of our core values in our organization is excellence. So really, if you were to show up late to something, I, you are so, like, I won't even tell you, but you are cut off. Right? There are these little things, because culturally speaking, there have to be standards. Have any of you ever experienced a cultural breakdown before? Maybe you've been part of one, or maybe you were the overtaker? 
I think I've been in all three of those spots, right? Where I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. Like, hold on a minute. I'm going to change this whole thing up, right? It's really fast, right? And it happens when you're not really paying attention because people start to talk to each other. Hey, can you believe that so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden there's a culture shift, right? You have to be militant about it. I kind of like to look at leadership like parenting. Are there any parents in here? Most of you. Okay. I am not, but I am a godmom of five. And my parenting style is very... Uh, not my generation parenting style. I was raised by my grandparents. So I'm like, well, whoop your ass. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? Um, but anyway, I won't hit any of them, but like they, they fear me a little bit, right? So if, I'm gonna use it from the perspective of kids, right? Your kids have to listen to you if you're the one who is providing, correct? It's the same as your business. I'm gonna use the example, I'll, I'll, I'll tie it together. So if, if you've got a kid who is complaining, 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 they better decide to make their own culture, their own business, their own life, their own whatever, but they better provide for themselves, right? That's their own separate culture. They need to step out of your nest. But if you're giving them even you know, $100 a month or you're paying for their gym membership, you're paying for their apartment, you're paying for their car, you're paying for whatever, it should be your rules, right? Hell yeah. Y'all aren't as passionate about that as I am. I'm like, what the hell? Okay, you driving my car? You think you're going to buy your rules? Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, same thing in leadership. If somebody starts to buck you, you pull them away. Make sense? Like, stop giving them privileges that they do not earn or deserve anymore. And it might sound militant. It might sound really strict. But protecting your culture is the absolute foundation that is necessary for huge, huge, especially global success. So I have a business in 40 countries right now. Big, big business. Like half a million dollars a month in Germany. Uh, we were doing, before COVID, about 1.2 million a month in China. Uh, I mean, we're, I mean, monster business all over the place. Uh, my main business, I have a lot of businesses, by the way, but um, my main business is moving about 13 million, 13.5 million dollars a month right now in sales. So it's big, it's big, big, big business. And as soon as you start to see the dragon behavior, you have to learn to cut it off, okay? Now, people aren't dragons. Don't misunderstand me. There's dragon behaviors. Are you picturing a human right now? Like someone who is probably a good person, but they're starting to do stupid things, right? Address those behaviors. Because little baby lizards turn into giant fire-breathing dragons, and they destroy companies. So you just quiet, you just nod. That's what we do, like we nod with approval. Okay, I can dig that. I'll just look at you guys more. All right, so I'm like, you guys are really, like did you eat a big lunch? Like what did you feed them? Did you give them carbohydrates? This is a mistake. Okay, so, so like I said, culture will be created whether you create it or someone else. Go back to whoever gave the core value speech. What are the core values? What do you stand for? And every single decision that you make inside of your business needs to run back to those. Okay, so my number one core value is actually empathy. So I am emotional, I care a lot, like a lot. I want inclusion, I want everybody to understand they can succeed, they can win, and I will listen to them. That is our number one core value. And so if a decision is being made that does not make sense in alignment with that, it's an immediate no, right? Execution is our second core value. If I say I'm gonna do something, just consider it done. Just consider it done. And when you're trying to build your culture and the staff, maybe that you're trying to decide who belongs, uh, you know, part of my inner circle, give them assignments. That's a really good one to write down. Okay. I test people with assignments. So I'll give you a little assignment, not a big assignment, just a little assignment. 
hey, can you go uh, uh, fix this payroll issue for me really fast? I need it done by Friday, right? See, trying to test people to see who has execution skills so I can then bring them further in or push them further out, right? What are the standards, okay? So execution. Excellence, I already told you, is one of our core values. If it's not done, like just, <laughs> don't play with me, okay? <laughs> just, just do it well, do the job well. And then energy is our fourth core value. And I think, I don't know, you might, I don't know what version of me you know. I don't know if you know Jesse Lee or if you know Boss Lee. Um, I don't know what, this is kind of a hybrid blend we got going on right now. Some of you are smiling and giggling because you get what I'm trying to say. Boss Lee is like really out there. So when you start following me on Instagram and stuff, you'll be like, what? That, that is not the same person who was speaking at Apex. Like, I think she has a mental problem. Okay. It's a branding thing, which we can get into in a minute. Um, but, but anyway, the energy that I exude on social media, it will exhaust some of you. Okay, it's intended to, it's, it's supposed to be shocking. Some of you might have stumbled upon my social media before you just met me or met me in the past. I've met several of you and you thought I was going to be somebody different, didn't you? Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Right? I'm totally different, but the energy is what attracts people. You want really good employees, you have to show high energy. You want really, really good customers, energy. You want to spread your brand on social media in a digital age, you better have energy. And so I made that part of our core values because I was sick of people showing up and being like, I'm here. I'm like, but are you? Like, when did you wake up 30 seconds ago? Get up, like look alive, this is terrible, right? Nobody's gonna buy from you, this is awful. You know, you're putting everyone to sleep. All the prospects are dead, they're dying, right? Like you're just killing them. They're gonna buy from you because they're like, I'd rather be anywhere but here right now. So let's get this sale done. And I don't want that. So those are our four core values and every single decision we make runs back to that. Every single decision we make runs back to those four core values. It's either a hell yes or a hell no all the time. And you as the leader of that have to be the one who upholds those core values. You have to be the one who says, this is the culture and you have to be the one who actually lives and breathes and abides by those. Totally makes sense, right? So culture is leadership. What is the vision you want? Like, do you have a very clear, it's the beginning of the year. Like, come on, you guys all just did your little vision casting. Okay, didn't you? Like, you might cut out magazines and stuff, right? Or like, you made a Pinterest board. I don't know. The men are like, what the f Like, whatever, you probably did. But you have a Pinterest board. No, all right? <laughs> you have visions of where you want to go in life. And if you don't have vision, well, you know, what they say in the Bible, like, you're going to perish. So let's get it together. You should have vision anyway. But like... <laughs> That was funny, wasn't it? Okay, like you gotta have vision, no doubt about it. But have you really decided that as the leader, you're gonna carry forward the vision? Because I know, like, how many of you, well, I guess you shouldn't ask that question. I'm going to, I don't care. How many of you consider yourselves pretty successful? Great, okay. Like, and I don't, see, you're doing that thing where you're like, no, I'm so hungry for more. Yeah, no shit. Okay, I'm just asking if you're successful. You're allowed to say, yeah, I'm successful. Okay, thank you. All right, so, like, I get it, yeah. So the reason I ask that is because when you are successful, the hardest thing to do, tell me I'm wrong if I'm wrong, but I think the hardest thing to do when you know you're successful and you're driving the car you want, you live in the town you want, you have the house you want, you have the partner you want, you, have, you can give your kids anything, they're in the right schools, you take the trips whenever you want to, I think the hardest thing to do is actually uphold that next standard, right? Yes! If you did not say yes to that, at least in your heads, then you are, you just don't get it. Like, I don't know why you're here. You don't even have a pulse. Like, you don't have hunger. And I can't teach hunger. I can teach pretty much everything else. I cannot teach burning desire. I cannot teach hunger. 
Okay. There's always another level. And that is the hardest thing is when you're like, life is, life is good, man. Why do I have to spend all this time upholding culture? Why do I have to spend all this time saying that wasn't excellent? That didn't have high energy. You literally couldn't execute the easiest assignment ever. Like, are you kidding me, man? You were a total asshole to your coworker. Like we don't do that here. And that's when stuff starts to slip. And that is definitely a stage. There's so many of you in this room. I know that's a stage some of you are in right now, right? Where you're like, oh God, yeah. yeah. Check yourself. You need to set some kind of crazy goal. I'll give you, a, this is a real life example right now. So um, I have a business manager, I have a CFO, of course, right? Keeping my, all my, I feel like I have all my lives. I feel like I have like multiple lives because I don't know how I do what I do sometimes. Uh, and he came in here, uh, last week he flew in to visit me and kind of go over financials and stuff for the new year, right? And he said, all right, Jesse, what are your goals? And I said, okay, so uh, in, in this year, I want to net this amount of money, okay? And it was a lot. And I said, well, can you help me pick between this penthouse or this penthouse? And one of the penthouses is right here in Plano. Um, it's the nicest penthouse in Plano. It's $5.4 million. And so, you know, after you know, crazy taxes and, you know, HOA fee, which is insanity. And then obviously the mortgage on it. Um, it'd be about $42,000 a month, right? Yeah, and he goes, all right. I was like, hey, I'm like, I know, whatever. And he goes, so here's the thing, Jesse Lee. Of course you can afford to live there. But what if you set a goal to make sure that you net your goal for the year or whenever you hit that number and you move in there, go move into the penthouse that's 10,000 a month in the meantime. And I went, damn it, damn it. Because for me to hit my goal, cause now like I want to live, come on, what, what do you think the difference of a $10,000 penthouse and a freaking 40,000? I mean, it is like night and day. Okay. It's like poverty and poverty stricken. I'm like, Oh my God, my cars aren't safe. All right. I mean, they are, but I'm like, you know, building this up in my head. Right. So, for me, my level of hunger was immediately increased. Cause I'm like, he's right. So what is that thing for you? So that you'll start upholding your culture. So you'll start setting the standard. So you'll start making sure you meet your own dress code. So you make sure you start set, hitting, hitting the hours that you're supposed to work that indicates excellence to you, right? You all wear the shirts and say, we do the work, la 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 la. Do the fucking work. Some of you like to wear the clothes and you don't do the actual thing, okay? Like, and no offense if you're wearing that shirt right now, okay? Like, I, I don't need to offend. I mean, you I kind of do. Again, please? What did I, I mean, what did I say? Do the fucking work? Yes. Stop just wearing the shirt? Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, though. People love that. Y'all love slogans and logos. I'm breaking free. I'm in the break free academy. Okay, well, like, that takes work, okay? Like, if I can tell you anything works, uh, work works. Everything else, nah. Actually, you want to speed up your life, you need to do, you, you have two choices. And this is in culture, this is in everything. You see now y'all are laughing. This is good. We're breaking the ice. I love it. Okay. Two options to double your income this year. All right. Number one is do double the amount of work, right? Like realistically, if you do double the amount of work that you did last year, then you'll make double the money. Now, some of you worked, you know, 80 hour weeks last year and you're like, well, that one's impossible. Can I have option two, please? Okay. Your option two is to get better. You're in the right room right now, right? If you actually apply 2% of what you learned today, if you apply 2% of it, you can make more money. This is a fact. Skill-based training, I don't think is, is taught enough in the world, right? How well are your employees trained? Ask yourself. 
That's very big when it comes to excellence, when it comes to me. That is totally part of, of the company standard, right? I, I want to weaponize my sales force. What are the tools I can give them, right? How many of you have sales scripts for your teams, I assume? Do some of them use texting for that at all, or is it all calling? Kind of texting a lot? Okay, what if, what, okay, can I give you like a little like, can I give you like a little gift? It's not like an, I'm not, you're not paying for it, but it's like me, like, I like to keep, I don't like, whatever, shut up, Jesse Lee. All right, listen. All right, so uh, I have our entire sales force using the exact same scripts, of course, right? So you can then track stuff, you can run data on stuff, you can have analytics, you can know what's working, you can know what's not working, you can see how many times somebody sent a script, you can see um, you know, how many people went through, how many flows of the script, et cetera. So I kept talking about using keyboard shortcuts. I might've talked about that when I was here last. Did I show you guys that last time? No, okay, I talk a lot, clearly. So, look at me, running my mouth. So if you're gonna be like the beta version of Apex, that's fine. Everyone's like, I don't wanna write this down. You can actually set shortcuts in your phone if you don't know that. So like iPhone users, which I'm assuming most of you are, you can actually go under settings and under keyboards and you can do this text replacement thing, okay? That's like the beta version. What I have our entire sales team on is an app called Boards. It's free, B-O-A-R-D-S. This is a huge gift for you, I swear on everything. Boards, Boards. B-O-A-R-D-S, okay? Um, and if you for some reason have like no time or you're horrific with technology and you have no team to do it and it's very basic technology, I'm actually, I, because I talked about it so much, uh, the CEO is in contact with me, I can get him connected. I'll give it to like Stuman or something like that and he can get it to you, but, and he'll help you build the boards and stuff like that. So anyway, the, the, the way the app works is every single person, it's a keyboard that's replaced in your phone. So instead of using your normal like QWERTY board, you know? It's a little, you change the globe at the bottom. You know, you go to like wordy, then it's like uh, emojis. You tap it one more time and it's literally a script board. So our entire sales team has a flow of scripts that they go tap, tap, tap. If they say this, tap. If they say that, tap. If they say that, tap, 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 tap. I know, I'm amazing. <laughs> Just tell me I'm really beautiful and I'm smart and then we're good. Okay, so, but thank you. <laughs> Women always listen so well. Okay, so the rest of you is fine. Fortunately, I'm in the men. Here we go. So, but anyway, so that has changed the excellence game on our team and the speed in which they execute, right? There's no more thinking. There's no more adding their personal flair. I don't want your personal flair, Brenda. Right? Like, I don't want it. I don't want it. I want results, okay? So I don't care about you adding your own special whatever. Makes no money. Right, so um, I don't know why I got on that subject. Oh, for, for you as well though, upholding that standard, doing that extra work, taking those little tiny extra steps to make your life easier. So skill-based, so the work works and learn new skills. If you do both of those in 2022, for sure you double your income, like for sure. There's no way. Do more, get better, do more, get better, do more, get better. That's just always been my philosophy. And you're in the right place. I know so this is, how many of you, this is, you're new to Apex, like you're like, this is my first rodeo. A lot of you, oh my gosh, okay, I love it. Like, how many of you already feel like you have ROI? Because this is the room I was supposed to be in. I didn't even know, yes, hell yeah, I love it, good. That's how this happens. People ask how I've had this meteoric rise. Well, it wasn't meteoric. I'm a, I'm, you know, I was a, this, I just celebrated my um, 11th year on January 7th of full-time entrepreneurship. So I'm an 11 year overnight success. You didn't know me, some of you until today. Hi, 
okay? Like, I've been doing this for a minute, okay? Uh, and then really, if I look at my life, you know, my whole life has been step by step by step by step, for sure. But it's the amount of investment. It is, it is equal. The amount of money I put into learning, I mean, it immediately equates to earning. So I just can't commend you guys enough on actually spending money to do that to get yourself better. So the culture will change everything for you. So I already kind of touched on vision, but really what is the vision for your culture? What is the vision for your team in general? What is the vision for your life? And just, you know, you don't do it right now, but write it all out. Who are you trying to attract? Attracting business partners that are in alignment with your culture is no different than attracting partners in your life. You feel me? Like, you cannot be a two and attract a ten. Uh, unless you got a lot of money, okay? And we're not talking about that. That's a variable, all right? Like, I'm just saying. What? Yeah, whatever, okay? I've had enough. No, I'm kidding. Listen, in general, though, can we be honest with each other? Like, if your skills, okay, well, fine, skills. If your closing skills are at a two, you're never going to close a ten. Right? So this is, it's just a law, literally just a law. So like I said, what is the vision? Write that stuff out. And how can you become all of those things that you're writing down? Same thing as a partner, right? Exact same thing with business partners. There's no way that you're gonna attract somebody with huge vision if your vision is this small, right? There's no way you're gonna attract somebody with a killer work ethic if you're showing up for an hour a day and just posting like an Instagram status or photo or whatever, okay? There's no way you're gonna attract somebody who wants to, or you know, fly in private jets if you're over there like, oh, well, I'm just, I'm just looking for spirit, man. Friends don't let friends fly spirit, first of all. Second of all, if you're flying spirit, you must be trying to fly, you must be trying to turn into a spirit, okay? That's, that's how I feel about, I'm like, you want spirit? I'll see you in heaven, all right? Because I, I cannot, all right? But for real, what is the vision? Because you got it, you have to become that. What are the values, right? What I would do, and I know you went through a whole core value thing already, but write down a bunch of stuff and then start seeing what you can actually clump together, right? What are things that are actually, you're pretty much saying the same thing in multiple different ways. And then come down, you know, just chop it down to a couple so people can remember it. And every single call you do, every single call, you talk about the core values. Every single call you do. If you do morning meetings where you go over scripts, before I ever would go over scripts, I would start talking to them about core values. This is who we are, this is what we do. Right, because if you're gonna say, we do the work, and then you're, you're gonna give them scripts, and then they're like, well, I don't really feel like doing the work today. Right, like, we told you, we did the, we all just did this big chance if we do the work, and now you're not gonna do the work? It doesn't even make sense, right? But find out what those values are, and then put them everywhere. Talk about them constantly. Get them ingrained in people. You'll start branding your team. All right? What is the environment when it comes to culture? What do people feel like when they're around you? Like when Danny just introduced me up here, and that's like the sweetest thing ever. I'm like, oh my God. It's true though. If you go to my Instagram, it's like a party. And also at the same time, like, I don't know. I don't know what people really think when they look at my Instagram, but they're like, oh, she's fun. She's nice. She's silly. She's a little crazy. Like, I don't really know. Like, what's going on? And I actually have different environments set up. Like, you wouldn't know, but for me, it's strategic. Uh, probably shouldn't tell you this, but whatever. Here we go. Uh, every night, I do a live where I'm, I'm packing up product, right? 
and I'm, I'm mailing you know, out uh, samples and stuff like that. And it's just, an, it's just an opportunity for me to have conversation with people. It's not a training, it's not business Jesse Lee, um, or it's not business boss Lee, it's a lot more just Jesse Lee. Now, Jesse Lee is, oh Lord, this is probably being recorded somewhere. I am wildly inappropriate. <laughs> like, I am just wildly inappropriate. I am, I mean, <laughs> the things I say on Tea Time with Jesse Lee are really out there. But let me tell you, <laughs> that's why I'm shadow banned, man. I went on this vaccine rants too, and it just, it was not good. Instagram goes, what the hell are you saying? <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so, but I say all kinds of stuff. I tell all my, my fault, I'm talking like 2,000 people a night. I'm telling them about the dates I've been on. I'm talking, I'm, oh my God, like it gets wild. But that environment, people crave, right? They want to be part of that. They, they'll say, hey, hey, where's tea time? Hey, hey. And I go, oh no, we, we gotta, you guys got to order more for me to get on tea time. Done, placed in order. I'm like, all right, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go live. We'll have our conversation now, right? But, I, but the tone is set differently throughout the day. In the mornings, I got morning motivation on lives. Every single morning, walking my dogs, chilling, right? I give them a motivational quote or like an inspirational quote or like a get off your ass quote. And then I do that, it's like a three minute live. Then I jump into training, that's all boss Lee, right? Business, 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 business. I'm on four platforms at once when I stream live. So if you don't like Instagram, you can catch me on YouTube, Facebook or TikTok at the same time. Oh, or the podcast, I guess I lied five at all times. Like <laughs> I'm a monster, I'm everywhere. But the differences between my environment throughout the day are to hit different kinds of people and all of it encompasses inside of my culture and my brand. Does that make sense or was that like, what? Okay, because at night, man, if you're up at 11 o'clock at night, I know what you're trying to talk about. So we don't talk about it, okay, okay. Right, like, it's just, it's fun, it's different and nobody's doing it. I started my speech by saying you gotta be bolder. You have to show up differently. If you're being the, the, the cookie cutter or whatever, you're, you're gonna get basic bitch results, okay? I don't remind you of anybody. I know I don't, like I am fully aware. You might be like, oh no, I know somebody with black hair. Yeah, that's about where it ends. Okay, like everything else aside from that, no, like I'm not reminding you of somebody. And that's all done with intention and purpose. And if you look at our sales organizations, it's completely different. Our sales organizations will not remind you of other people or other businesses. And it pushes people way out or it pulls them all the way in. Like, think about that. Have you ever been told you're, you're too much or you're too intense or your standards are too this, too that, or, you know, anything negative? Has anyone ever left your company and said something stupid? And you, yeah, all of you, I would assume, unless you're like brand new in business, okay? That just means they weren't culturally aligned with you. And you're not supposed to be forever. Some of you are just in shock and awe still. Like, you're like, I haven't written down a note. I don't know about this yet. That's okay. I'm probably not just, I'm just not for you. I'm not offended. But a lot of you do get offended when somebody leaves or people don't want to join you or whatever. Stick with your core values. Who are you? The louder you are about who you are, you're going to attract all the people you want to attract. You're going to find all the people you need to find. There are plenty of people that will be attracted to how quiet you are, how loud you are, how wild you are, how peaceful you are, and everything in between. Right? So just stick with those values. And, and with the environment, right? Okay, with learning. Learning is a huge part of your culture. What are you teaching these people? 
Okay, what are you teaching these people? You know this because you're in this room where everybody is learning, right? What are you teaching them? And are you super intentional about what you are teaching them being something that is in alignment with your culture? On top of being this wild whatever I am, I'm a big old nerd. Like, I like to read. I like to sit in silence. I'm super introverted. I will leave here, and I will stare at a wall, hugging my dogs. That's a lie. I got some videos to do. But after I do the videos, I will go chill with my dogs and probably eat some chicken wings and call it a night. All right? That is that is the wild. Is it Friday night? Yep. yep that's Friday night. Oh, I'm going to uh, dermaplane my face. That's Friday night thing. Women understand, men are like, what the hell did she just say? Don't worry about it. Y'all get wrinkles, I'm not, okay? So, uh, <laughs> like, right, let me write that down, <laughs> okay. right? Um, I got this whole, uh, my routines are boring, okay? But inside of every single thing that I do, um, inside of that, I choose very intentionally what my people learn. So I'll give you an example. Wednesday night we had a really large training. Do any of you ever bring in guests to train your sales force, your company, your leaders, your whatever? Cool, so a couple things inside this. I will say, any execs on your team, like not Apex executives, like any executives, C-suite level people, um, invest in their education, one of the best things you can do. I, don't, I think that's something we don't do enough of just as a whole, and that's, I already told you, that's how you're gonna make more money. Um, I don't really have a budget when it comes to education, especially for my upper level people, okay? <clears throat> um, but on Wednesday night, I had our entire sales team, I brought Jim Quick in. Yeah, yeah. it was good. <laughs> like it was, right? I mean, imagine, so Jim Quick is, is like Elon Musk's brain coach, for those of you who don't know, okay? Like he works with SpaceX, he works with, Amazon, with Google, with every celebrity you know, whatever. And he came in and for an hour was teaching them how to utilize their brain, right? How to actually take notes, which most of you are failing miserably at. Jim would be so disappointed. <laughs> he, he taught, uh, he was teaching them how to speed read, but actually be able to retain. He was teaching them about the way your brain actually functions. He was teaching them all kinds of, of, of things that are just so in alignment with me as a person and as a leader. And I want you to think to yourself, when was the last time you took your ego out of your business and you brought somebody in? Because your people respect you, but write this down so you can deep dive on it. The law of familiarity is so real do you know what that is i'll explain very briefly the law of familiarity basically states that when you are around when you have access to somebody so often you just take it for granted it's 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 the reason why it's the reason for everything well not everything but it's the reason why some of you are bored in your marriages you're sick you're doing these little kisses like this the day i get married and my husband kisses me like that guess what okay like what was that? Uh, are you my father? What was that? Okay, like, no, it's because you're familiar, right? But the same thing happens in business. I'll, I'll use this as an example. How many of you have known Stuman for years? Do you still take a photo with him every single time you see him? No. Of course not. Should you? Yeah, you should. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna love that. 
I mean it, I know, like, he'll be like, what the, what, Jesse Lee, you're fired, right? No, like, I say that because he's so good at what he does. And you actually have access to him. And if you would ask any of the hundreds of thousands of people who want access to him, if they would want a photo with him, their answer would be an overwhelming yes. Oh my God, I just want access. I want access. I want access. I want to be around him. You just stop listening because you're like, no, I, I mean, I get him all the time. I see him on all the calls. I see him once a month. I do da da da. I see him every day. Every day might be a lot. <laughs> you might be like, I'm done with this photo thing, man. These morning <laughs> selfies are, I'm done. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? You're coaching repeatedly. You're teaching core values over and over again. You're giving your salespeople the scripts every day and they, they're not doing them and you just want to punch them, choke them, do something violent, right? <laughs> I know you do because I want to punch these people sometimes too, right? Like, I would never. I would never choose violence. But, I mean, you just, you, it gets annoying. Bring someone else in. Have, have someone that is so in alignment with you that they say pretty much the exact same things as you, but people go, I've never heard that before in my life. That was like the most mesmerizing speech I've ever heard. Okay, uh, who do I remind you of? Nobody. True, but I'm kind of like Ryan Stewman in a lot of ways, okay? Like, I'm like his baby sister. Like his like way hotter baby sister, okay? <laughs> like he copies my cars. He just keeps like like he he's a copycat. All right, he's just jealous. He's not in the room. I can say all kinds of crazy stuff. He's obsessed with me. Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> all right. Like, oh, that's gonna end up somewhere, I'm sure. But anyway, like I'm intense like he is. I'm very different than him. Don't get me wrong. But we both have intensity. We both will not stop until we close you. We both are very system regimented. We both can finish each other's sentences. But one of the first times we actually met, because our story's kind of funny, it doesn't matter right now, but one of the first times we actually met, we started having a conversation. I'm like, what? Bro, do we have like the same person? It's kind of weird. Right? Yet I'm sitting here, standing here in front of you, and some of you were like, that was good. I gotta write that down. And I don't know that he said everything that I said, but there's so many congruencies inside of it. It's just you don't have law familiarity with me yet. Your sales seems the same way. So what are you teaching them? What are they learning? How often are you educating them? Right? Hit them with something. You know, message some of these. How are you? Message some of these. Um, you know, maybe you probably have some people in your network that are kind of ballers, right? See if they'll jump on and do a 15, 20-minute sales training and see if you don't get results. But for us, with a culture of excellence, you better believe if we hit a plateau, uh-uh, I'm doing anything and everything to make sure these people start educating themselves more so they can work better. All right, and the last thing I'll say with that, in general, is just leadership. Culture requires great leaders, right? You wouldn't be in this room if you weren't a great leader. You wouldn't be, you wouldn't spend the money to be here. You wouldn't fly across the country or drive down the road or whatever you had to do if you weren't a great leader or if you didn't want to become a great leader. Right? And great leaders can always be led. Always. And so make sure you're the one who's really upholding that culture and you're showing them every single day that you are somebody <laughs> worth following. Because your culture will totally start to erode if they start to say, well, you said that there's a culture of we do the work. When was the last time you closed the deal? Because if they're saying stuff like that to you, if they've gotten to the point they're saying anything sassy to you, You've missed 150 conversations you don't even know about. And that's when stuff starts to erode. Right? 
So I'll say a couple things on branding as well, because we kind of accidentally got into that. Um, and then if you guys have any questions, we'll do a little bit of a Q&A. Sound good? Yep. Yeah. Did you learn anything? Yes. <laughs> good. All right. So, <clears throat> so all of this ties into branding, right? A big culture, this just makes sense. A lot of you have hats you wear or shirts you wear, slogans, colors, all of this stuff, right? Our team is so extra because... <laughs> I'm extra. <laughs> okay, uh, we literally throw up gang signs. Okay, so we're the Empire. By the way, that's like our big, uh, our big company brand. And so I, I like Googled, you know, like this is years ago. This is like ten years ago. I'm like, oh, I need to, um, I need to find crowns with everything. And then I was getting all particular because there's crowns that are really masculine, crowns that are really feminine, crowns that are kind of in the middle, blah blah blah. And then I stumbled across a gang sign and I went oh my god I have to I have to oh god so I don't know maybe you guys all start taking group photos with gang signs and I don't know who's gonna get offended by it somebody for sure in 2022 will be super offended by your gang signs I don't really care I love it I love to offend people well I like to trigger people so um yeah we're not supposed to a personal problem little snowflake so anyway <clears throat> It's like a trophy for your level of offense. Okay, so, um, <laughs> oh, the culture we live in these days, so fun. So uh, we literally throw up a crown. See how it's like a little, boop, boop, it's crown, it's like a gang sign. So we'll be like, crowns up, and they go, ah, they get all excited. Um, anyway, branding though, you want people to think about you, right? And I'm not gonna tell you how to go about this, but I'll say a couple of things. First of all, yes, you need a company brand, but I'm gonna say something that I don't think enough people talk about. You better have a personal brand. Do you have one? Because if you don't, it's a huge glaring weakness in your company, I'm telling you right now. People want to partner with brands. And if you are a brand, it therefore builds your business. That makes sense, right? If it makes sense, it makes dollars. <laughs> right? That's funny. All right, like guys, it makes so much sense. The amount of people that are like, oh yeah, I'll, t I'll take less money so I can be around you. I'll be, I'll do personal assistant work for free, for free. I'm like, for free, girl, I need, I need a lot of assistance. This is gonna, <laughs> this is, okay, all right, free, free, free for me. Okay, like the amount of people who just wanna be in my aura, I'll learn from you from around you. Well, facts, yes, but because it's a personal brand, they can take a selfie, a photo. Ooh, I got a photo with Boss Lee's dogs. Cool, <laughs> thanks for walking them too. You know, like, are you kidding me? You'll have great people take, they'll, you'll have great people, even C-suite people, leave opportunities, take a pay cut to be around you if you're a big enough personal brand. I swear on everything. Some of you might be in this room and you're like, I literally did that. That's true. The opportunity to learn has monetary value. The opportunity to be around a culture that you enjoy being part of instead of being told you're stupid or you're late or yelled at or whatever it is that you've probably had harassment by an employer in the past or your employees have been harassed by employees in the past if you're a serial entrepreneur, right? People will take crazy pay cuts to be around good people. And if you have a big brand, ha, it's a huge leg up, right? So that means, yes, my friends who don't use social media very much, please learn it. I'm not asking you to be bossly about it. I'm not asking you to be superstar or whatever at it. I'm just telling you, some of you, <laughs> who's been in business like a long time, and you're like, you don't get it, definitely. Lee, I own that town. Of course you wouldn't raise your hand, you liars. Okay, some of you, that's you. You're like, you don't know, little girl. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know me. I run the roofing in blah, 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 Texas. Right, okay. 
Really? Okay. Because I could live anywhere in the world, and I decided today that I wanted to be your competition. I'm going to kick your ass. I swear. Because I have a bigger brand. I will start posting about roofing in blah, 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 Texas. I will start to, I don't need to know about, te- about roofing. You want to know how I know I don't need to know? Because I sat down at a lunch with Kurt Ling- Linning. I can't say his last name. You know who the hell I'm talking about. Yes. I went to dinner with him. And I was like, tell me about this roofing thing, all right? Because, like, I'm bougie. You bougie. I need to know, Kurt. Talk to me. I've seen your wife's jewelry. I'm going to need to know about this roofing thing, okay? Okay, because I'm financing my own jewelry right now, and, like, it's expensive. And he's like, okay, let's talk. It's business, first of all, which means I could do it. Second of all, second of all, it's branding. You're so comfortable in your, your town. You think you own that state, that town, that county, that whatever. Until some little person on the internet starts chattering, starts using hashtags, starts doing live video. Hey, I'm thinking about uh, doing roofing in, uh, this is where I'm from, Frederick County, Maryland. Like small town, right? Blah, 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 Iowa, blah, 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 Missouri, whatever. Right? Have you heard what's happening in Gatlinburg, Tennessee? Nah, I'm about to though, thank you. You know, like really, we all have the internet. And I start hashtagging, I start geolocating, I start making live videos, I start going into groups on Facebook, finding out who lives in Tennessee. I start posting and saying, hey, who knows so-and-so in Tennessee? I'm starting to look into roofing up there. I heard y'all get a lot of storms. And like this, I start taking market share. Little by little, by little, by little, by little, until it's not so little anymore. How'd you get a business in Italy, Jesse Lee? How's your business so big in Spain, Jesse Lee? Why do you dominate the UK, Jesse Lee? I understand, how'd you get into Poland? Do you speak Polish? What the hell? No, I can't even say one word. Not one word. I know how to use social media. I know how to use a brand. I know how to learn enough about the German culture to make the Germans comfortable to do business with the little American girl. Y'all are gonna get messed up if you don't start using social media. You're gonna have a bad year in a couple of years. And the problem is when you start to lose market share, some of you you felt this before, maybe, maybe this business, maybe another one. Once you start to lose it, it's pretty hard to get it back. Right? Like once you start slipping a little bit, and once someone else starts coming up, how many of you read Tim Grover's new book, Winning? Oh my God, if you haven't, that's your homework assignment for me. Ooh, he's going he to yell at you more now. I'm yelling at you. He's going to slap you around. He's going to make you feel like, ah! <clears throat> that's good. The interesting thing about winning, he says, is people can always take it from you. And so many of you are so comfortable because you've been the champ for so long until the day you're not. And then it's harder than ever because you're older and you're more tired and you haven't established your culture yet and you don't have the scripts yet and technology's hard and it's really hard to hire people right now and, 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 and. Get ahead of it. Do yourself a favor. And the easiest thing about a personal brand, and I know you are not doing it because you have a weird fear around it. Like, I don't know like who I am. I don't know what I should put on the internet. Oh my God, like what should be private, what shouldn't be private. If I can promise you anything about branding, just be who you are. That's how you make a brand. The colors will come. The slogans will come. The logos, will come. The fancy photography and the great videography and the whatever you think of when you think of a brand, it'll come. 
But too many of us spend so much time, time trying to be somebody else to impress a whole bunch of people we don't even like, which defeats the entire purpose of the last 45 minutes I was talking to. You start attracting the wrong people. The reason I do that little funny tea time thing is because that's literally me. If we are gonna like, I'll say grow out, but like, like whatever, like I know there's women here too, of course. But like if we're gonna like have girl talk or bro out or whatever, like I'm funny. Some of you I've been, I've been out with. And I'm just like the silly, inappropriate, like whatever. I just am. But like people love that and I wanna do business with people I like. Once you are building a fake brand online and you're attracting a bunch of assholes that you're like, this person drives me crazy. Why do they drive you crazy? Because you pretended to be some, some, some somebody that you're not. So they assumed that you, they were like, that you were their safe space, that you were exactly like them. You're like, I'm nothing like you. And you're like, um, oops. So when you're being yourself, it makes the branding part a lot easier. The interesting thing about my brand is that there's Jesse Lee, like I said, and then there's Boss Lee, okay? And for some of you that are way more on the introverted side, like I already said I am, and I know a lot of you are like, yeah, right, whatever, it's true. Boss Lee was created because Jesse Lee sucked online. Can anyone relate to that? They're like, I'm really bad at social media. Yeah, Jesse Lee was terrible. Like, Jesse Lee was attracting a whole bunch of nobody. <laughs> like, ugh, it was not good. Uh, wasn't energetic enough, wasn't showing enough in general, had no confidence around it. I was like, I'm bad at live video, there's no way I'm doing it. Um, I thought that I was pretty bad at copywriting, which of course you get better by doing. And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I had all the same excuses you guys have. And then one day, uh, I had a former CEO tell me, um, so he had this whole campaign, it was called, it said, it was I'm the boss. So he had these shirts that said, I'm the boss. And uh, this was a, like a direct sales company, it's like eight years ago. I'm the boss, I'm the boss, I'm the boss. This whole you know, national campaign, they were on these tour buses, touring everywhere, and you know, the side of the bus said, I'm the boss. And he heard that I was unhappy in the company, and he got on stage in front of 1,500 people, and he said, by the way, because I had started saying, well, I'm Boss Lee. Right, it's Jesse Lee, right? So I was, yeah, you guys get it, you're smart. So I started saying that because the whole campaign for the whole company was on the boss, but he knew I wasn't happy. And so in front of 1,500 people, he mortified me. Do any of you have those defining moments in your career where when someone does something, you just, your whole life changes, you go to a whole different cycle level? You wouldn't be in this room if you didn't have those moments, okay? I have two, well I have several, but that's one. And I got fired from a job 11 years ago, which threw me into entrepreneurship. And when my boss fired me, he said, you're being fired because you have no work ethic. <laughs> oh really? Okay. So in front of the whole room, 1,500 people, he said, just so everyone in here is very clear, none of you are the boss. Looks right at me. None of you are the boss. I'm the boss. I run a $150 million a year company. <laughs> Fuck me up, man. I was like, ow! Ow! In that case, I'm Boss Lee. And I got up and I left. And it was like, boom, Boss Lee was born. And that became my online brand eight years ago. So whatever that alter ego is inside you, like Michael Jordan has what? Air Jordan. LeBron James has what? King James. Thank you. Some of you know sports. The rest of you, I don't know what rock you live under. Okay? Like, all, like Kobe Bryant had what? Mamba. 
all the greats have this inside them. Every single big athlete, every single rock star. Beyonce has Sasha Fierce, right? Lady Gaga, I don't even know her real name. Tiffany? Really? Oh, it's Stephanie. Look, see, you're not even right. You don't even know her name either, right? You don't even know. All you know is the alter ego. That's a perfect example. You don't even know the woman, but you know exactly what her brand is. Come on, guys. It's 2022. Get your face on social media. Show your company what your culture is. Build the brand inside the company. Build the brand for yourself. Put it all together. Tie it up with a big bow and go make millions of dollars. Thank you. So we have a... Uh, and Boss Lee. Um, we have a couple minutes for question and answer. They said they wanted. What's somebody, that? Somebody wanted to do a couple minutes for question and answer. All right. Anybody so, got any questions? All right. Here we go. One. We'll do like five. Yeah, I got. It. I tried to leave like ten minutes. So you talked about the dragons. Yeah. What happens when you have one? How do you? Uh, is it a big you... dragon or like is it Dracarys? <laughs> so it's, uh, it's on track to be a pretty big one. Okay. And uh, he is a great team member. Just I haven't had the culture in place. And he's kind of created the culture for us. Okay, so I have a clarifying question. Is he actually a great team member or is he a great producer? He's a great producer. Haha. Yeah. Okay, so you lied. No, I'm <laughs> So, okay. So first of all, I would, I would have a conversation with him and just see where he is. Find out, have examples, by the way. So you can be like, hey man, like this and this and this are just hurting this person, this person, this person. Here's the examples of why it's not in congruency with what we're trying to do here or whatever. And the hard thing in a position like Dwayne right now, because he's a great producer, is most CEOs are not, I don't know if the word is humble enough, but I don't know what the right word would be, but sometimes you have to take a step back and pull that person, because the thing is he's producing, but I promise you he's affecting how much everybody else produces. They would do more if that wasn't there. And so you need to have a conversation and just say, there's like all these things kind of happening right now. Um, and this is where we're taking the culture. Is this in alignment with where you want to go with your business? Is this something you can see, you see yourself doing as well? And if not, I don't really, you know, well, don't threaten him, right? But let him respond back and then go from there. Like it's going to be a several conversation kind of thing. And you have to set boundaries. This is really a boundary conversation, right? It's the same in everything. You all should have boundaries around every relationship in your life. But set a boundary. Hey, so here in our company, no longer are we going to be doing this, this, and this. And if this, this, and this happen, here's the repercussions. So if he's, like what's an example of something he's doing? Uh, we implement, implemented new policies and he just completely avoids them and doesn't listen. And he's been with us longer than anybody else in the company. Right. And if, if he does something, then other people are doing it with him. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I would have a conversation. Hey man, so you know the new policies, right? Like the policy right here that says blah, blah, blah. Cool. So. I can think of this example, this example, this example, and this example, just off the top of my head, where you are not following this policy. And this is really important to our culture, and this is really important to the future and longevity of our company. Would you agree? He goes, yeah, man, of course. Great. So moving forward, I'm just going to go ahead and have to set a boundary here. If you cross this, this, this line again in the new policies, this, this, this are the repercussions. Because then, does that, does that, like, when you say, yeah. does that make sense, man? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Okay. Now you've heard from him, yes, I understand. Then if he pushes it again, you gotta shut it down. And 
now that you know you need to have that conversation, start setting up your safeguards in place, right. having the conversations with other people, and your good people that are probably probably one foot out the door together on a banana peel because of him, yeah. you need to have conversations with them too and be like, hey, I know Steve makes you uncomfortable. I know that John, whatever his name is, hurt your feelings or did this or didn't follow this policy or whatever. I just wanna let you know, I, I just wanna let you know I've had conversations, I don't think this will be happening anymore. Because now you're gaining their trust. Right. Because if he's really affecting the culture that much, the yeah. thing about a dragon is like you never really know. Like he might be like, fuck you, man, and just rah, Dracarys again, you know, or whatever, and actually leave. And you want to make sure you've had those conversations first so you've actually protected your entire village. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't know why I went all Game of Thrones on you guys with that, but. <laughs> oh, we love it. We love it. So I've got a really big dragon. What if your dragon is your partner? And he insist on staying in the field and stay doing the grunt work and he insists that we do the same um, um, kind of handicapping the guys not letting them grow on their own because he's so adamant that if they if we don't make sure that it's done it's not going to get done mm -hmm. um, and uh, secondly that guy that told you that you didn't have any work ethic have you ever bumped into him since your success okay so there's two questions I love it I think you can write something in my face, the answer is yes. Um, so, so the first thing is, uh, how, you need to think of a way creatively that you can temporarily get rid of him. And I don't mean like fire him or, or break off the partnership, which might be the step you have to take. You might have to start having conversations about removing him from the actual partnership, buying him out, etc. I don't know what your, what your setup is in your business, obviously. That, it might escalate to that. That's a very real possibility, okay? But like, can you send the guy on a vacation? Like, can you force him to go somewhere? Can you make him do something? Like, bro, I just bought you a cruise. I even got you a Vax card. I'm just kidding, don't do that. We don't do anything illegal around here, okay? Like, I got you, man, I got you, right? Like, can you get him out of the picture? And at the same time, again, this, I sound like a real great manipulator right now, but you gotta set somebody else up for huge success while he's gone. Like, you've gotta set up a big, I see perimeter roofing, right? You gotta set up like a big roofing deal. Like you need to give someone a layup on a huge whatever. He is all layups. Well then then you need to be the one to do that then. Or you need to let one of the you need to empower one of these salespeople then. Whoever you have, obviously I don't know exactly your well, business. So, so that's the deal, is is they set up the leads and he just keeps closing them. He just Get rid of him. Like literally send him away on Take a him two vacations. That's why I said you gotta get rid of him. You gotta say, surprise, Shawty! I just got you booked in the da 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 You wanna hold Yeah, like that. I'll find him a half hour, okay? Like, like I, but, but for real, you need to get him out of the picture so you can watch other people shine. Because if you keep letting him just, these people are never gonna rise up. You're gonna have to do something drastic for that. And if it's really that big of a situation, you need to start probably, I would, I would be proactive about it. I would start having conversations about buying, not with him, but have conversations about how you could potentially buy him out if that's something you're interested in. If it's that big of a deal. The second, is that, yes, good, yeah. The second question, uh, first of all, <laughs> have I seen him? Um, he sees me. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, so my biggest business is I'm the number one network marketer in the world. So I'm the face of the entire profession. Whether you are involved in my company or not, you know my name, period. So there is a huge conference where every single CEO goes to it. It's the Direct Sellers Association. 
and it's, I mean, it's everyone. It's the CEO of Amway, you know, $8 billion a year company, you know, CEO of Herbalife, $5 billion a year company, CEO, every company, Mary, every network marketing company, they go to it and only CEO speak until last year when they asked me to speak. So, I spoke on the same stage as he did, and I know that got him messed up. Um, they were like, he, the, the founder of the association was like, I'm getting a lot of blowback about having someone in the field speak on this stage, but like, we need you. I was like, oh, who's speaking? And he's like, here's the list of speakers. I'm like, what? <laughs> he spoke like right like it was either right before or right after me i was like that that is god like hey nothing but god in that one so yeah he knows so did you say i am boss lee on your way out were you like i am boss lee i said something really sassy in it like, <laughs> i don't remember the exact line but yes Hi, Jesse. I just want to confirm that everything she's saying is correct about personal branding. So I'm wild as shit on the internet as well. I have this huge podcast. It has like 60,000 downloads a week. It made us like 300 grand so far. Like we're making bank on the thing. But I talk about everything. We talk like it's like a girl slumber party. Like that's our audience. We know who we're talking to. We talk about it all. But my most popular post inside of Apex Entourage was me telling you guys that I have sex with my husband every day. You guys ate that shit up. I can't get one like from any- I told you you'd love it. It was a little intense, right? Woohoo! <laughs> kind of funny, too. So if you loved it, make sure you screenshot that, like I said. Grab the link and share it with some friends. See you guys tomorrow.